welcome to another episode of the Hope Podcast. My name is Paul Garrigan and I look after the Mindfulness Program here at Hope. I'm Joel Lewin, I'm one of the counsellors here at Hope. Hi, my name is Fabi and I'm one of the counsellors here at Hope. And I'm Matt and I'm one of the counselling interns here at Hope. So what we're going to do today guys is we're going to be talking a little bit about Christmas and uh, um, and kind of how, how clients and how ex-clients or anyone listen can kind of uh, make the most out of Christmas. So I suppose first of all, I suppose we could kind of say like, why would Christmas or this kind of whole New Year thing, this time of year, be difficult for people who've had addiction problems? Why? What would make it difficult? Who wants to? Uh... Yeah, I think the uh, obviously the the family relationships can be very tenuous with people at times, and it's obviously uh, you know I think it can be triggering for some of them. Um, and it just brings back a lot of the old feelings that we might have. So you can see where it's it's a dangerous time. And also, historically, uh, that's when a lot of people would be celebrating by drinking. Absolutely. What, what do you think, Harry? Um, I think we live in a society that uh, drink and parties are very associated with celebrations. And so this time of the year when you are in early early recovery can be... Uh, can trigger memories from this time. So it is a sensitive time that um, people in early recovery should be aware. Brilliant. Mm. Yeah, and Christmas particularly is just so thoroughly infused with alcohol. You see it in adverts everywhere on billboards in the supermarkets. They put it so prominently. And you can start to feel like you're a little bit weird. Like everybody else in the world is drinking and I'm not. You feel like you're the only one and that... um, you can start to tell yourself there's something wrong with you, you know, um, my life is going to be boring now, it's, it's ruined even, you can really get into that kind of catastrophizing mode, thinking that without alcohol, um, you know, your life is terrible, and Christmas reminds you of that so, so distinctly. And, and what do we say then, okay, I mean, I can, you can kind of understand it being kind of difficult maybe the first time, or appearing difficult, but does it always have to be? I mean, it, basically, is it possible to enjoy this time of year Without drugs or without alcohol? I'd ask if it's possible to enjoy it with drugs and alcohol when you reach a certain point. You know, my last Christmases before I got sober were just dominated by anxiety, whether I had enough drugs to kind of sustain me through the day and, you know, regret that I was ruining people's day again. Um, so I'd say, is it possible to enjoy it with drugs? Well, that's actually a good point, so I mean, could it be any worse? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But what do you guys think, what do you think in your own experience? Like, like is it possible to actually enjoy this? Thing? I mean, I know personally I've had some fantastic Christmases and, th- and New Year's. I think the first, if you are on early recovery and your first year will be a bit weird because it's going to be different. But I think once you start doing uh, new memories and learning how to have fun without drugs and alcohol, you start creating um, new memories and then next time will be easier and gets easier and easier. So I do believe that you can have fun. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what do you think, Matt? You know, I I might have a, a unique perspective in that uh, my mom is one of six, and she got sober when I was eight. Her other five siblings all got sober within uh, a year or two of each other. So they've yeah. all been sober for 30-plus uh, years. And so all I knew growing up were sober Christmases. Um, <clears throat> I think now that, uh, now that I'm in recovery one of the things that I see that they do a great job of is we limit our time together. <laughs> right. um, I never understood when I was younger, they all get along really well. There would be lots of laughing and storytelling going on. 
but um, the party never lasted more than three hours. And initially, right, I yeah. always attributed that to the fact that, well, they don't drink. So, of course, the party doesn't last for more than three hours. But I think they also recognize they certainly get along well, but they certainly have their, um, like any family, we all have our issues with certain siblings and the way people act. And they've all recognized that, you know, we, we get together, we have dinner, and then we're done. Perfect. And that's it. And so I think um, I've only noticed that now more in recovery. Again, I thought it was just because they weren't drinking. But yeah. I think they realize these are the boundaries that we have in place. These are the things that work. And I think if you are um, new in recovery and in these situations, it's, it's ideal to say, to go in with a plan, right? And say, here's what my plan is going to be. Uh, I'm just going to stay for a couple hours because I know no matter what, as long as I give a deadline yeah. uh, for myself, that it's, uh, you know, not as, maybe some of the, the, the triggers won't be as triggering. That, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, which kind of brings me on to my, um, my next question. I mean, for some people, so especially say people who are kind of newly sober or newly away from drugs, is it sometimes a good idea to, to, to maybe avoid Christmas altogether? I mean, like, say, come to Thailand, or go, you know, if, obviously it's not going to be an option for everybody. But for some people, would that be the best kind of thing to kind of limit their, their exposure to the whole thing? Like, are, are there going to be some cases like that? There could be, yeah, for sure. For some people, um, that, you know, going away for Christmas might cause more guilt than it's worth, you know, yeah. thinking about missing their family and all that but for some people it could really work you know taking yourself away from that situation um and showing yourself it's not you know the only option isn't to just stay in that same place and be around that whole kind of christmas festive thing you know it can be a really nice thing to take yourself away from. so maybe more like matt was saying and maybe limit your exposure like to to what you can tolerate but don't Mm. necessarily avoid the whole thing yeah yeah avoid control escape like avoid certain situations that are particularly dangerous control situations as much as possible you know walking around at a party with a drink in your hand like a glass of water or whatever so people don't offer you a drink or if they do you can say i've already got one and have a an escape route planned you know easy um so you can leave whenever you want whether that's a taxi or whether you're driving but not depending on waiting for other people right and would there be certain kind of christmas situations which we would recommend to completely avoid matt um well, I was going to go back and continue what was kind of what okay, the yeah, first please, question. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah. I think what I was thinking, I remember when I was, uh, I don't know, around 30, I was talking to one of my cousins prior to Christmas and she said, I'm just, I don't want to be around them. I'm just going to call in sick and not go. Mm. And I remember thinking, I didn't know that was an option, <laughs> right? I didn't know you can just not go. You think you have to go and you should go and you're yeah. obligated to go. And part of you wants to go, right? But... Uh, especially in early recovery, there the, there is an option to not go, and I think that needs to be introduced and you know played around in your head. Like maybe maybe, maybe it's okay option. for me not yeah. to go. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, and I suppose like what you would say as well is that obviously people have to kind of put their new life first. Yeah, and sometimes it just isn't worth the risk, even if it's going to kind of maybe um, you know that some people aren't actually going to take it so well. Yeah. But something you kind of have to make the hard choices. What, what, what do you think, Fabi, then, in regards to... W- would there be certain situations that you would say, well, just don't go to? Um, yeah, I would avoid going to parties, work parties, because normally people, um, they will drink, they will be pushed, 
normally. Yes. Um, so you could avoid, or you could always um, bring someone with you that can help making yourself accountable. Um, and I, I would stick to staying close to people who do support your recovery and and in a safe environment. Yeah, absolutely. And anyone else got to say about that, about things about, about not, like, that you would say don't do? I, in regards to traveling, um, I think it's the same as I said before. Um, if you are with someone that is supporting your recovery, is not going to be drinking with you, um, I think okay. But traveling on your own, uh, early recovery, where you're going to see around, people drinking, party, I think that's a risky uh, situation as well. Yeah, fair enough. So another thing might be, um, so well, this is kind of what, you know, what I want to kind of really more focus on. I mean, so like, do we think, like, what kind of things can we do? And we kind of, we have mentioned a, f a few things already, but what can people do to actually enjoy this time of year? To actually kind of enjoy Christmas time, to enjoy the new year? Or, 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 you know, and, and if they've got the festive activities, but what kind of things could you suggest? One thing is to make sure that you you don't feel lonely, you know, yeah. um, and there's so many amazing support groups, you know, AA, NA, um, Smart Recovery, all kinds of things, so you can go and you feel at home, and a lot of those groups will organise special Christmas things, so that you can be there with other people in the same position, feeling like, you know, you're supporting each other and you're not you know, the only person on the planet who doesn't drink. Um, so, so would you suggest people do more of this kind of thing? or Yeah, and also it gives you the chance to give back, which, you know, is an amazing thing to do, kind of gets into the Christmas spirit, um, helping other people there, helping newcomers, um, being there with other people who might feel lonely themselves, even if you don't necessarily feel lonely, you know, getting Brilliant, involved yeah. in that, even doing some volunteering. Um, for one thing, it makes you feel good, and it? it helps other people. Absolutely. What do you guys think? Um, I agree with Joe. I think um, uh, connection is very important. Um, first, if you have a family that can be triggering, so be aware and stay away if that's going to be triggering for you. And then you can go to meetings. Um, they normally have host pa sober parties as well. Um, but now if you do have a family that is a calm environment, that is supportive, that you think is lift, lift you up. So I think it's nice to be around them. And uh, in the end of the day, Christmas is a time that um, we are together for connection and seeing family members. And yeah. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, and I think you it's a, a great time to do something you've never done before. Um, you know, I know <clears throat> a lot of times at Christmas time, everybody has their role. You know, there's... There's the uncle that brings the, the bread from the bakery and the aunt that makes the dessert or something like that. Uh, I think this is your opportunity to do something new and different and maybe offer to, to bake something or bring some food that uh, normally isn't done. Especially if, you're, if you've been in the throes of your addiction, you've probably selfishly just been thinking about everyone will be just be happy that I show up and that'll be enough. Yeah. And so maybe this is your chance to do something different. Yeah, very good. And that's a very good point, actually. And that was kind of very important for me, like kind of doing these different things. And what I kind of found as well, it wasn't just um, doing new things. It was also about developing new associations. Because, like, you know, drinking used to be, at Christmas time was my kind of prime time for drinking. And it was the only time of year where it actually felt normal because it kind of seemed my behavior was more kind of normalized, especially yeah. in like, the places I lived. 
And uh, so everything about Christmas really kind of meant alcohol to me. Yeah. In fact, that's all it actually meant to me. Mm. But what I kind of found was that over the years, actually, I had a couple of years here in Thailand, because like, you know, this is about like, when I first started 14 years ago, and it was before my son had just been born. There was a couple of years where I didn't even realize it was Christmas. It was the afternoon before I figured out it was Christmas. Mm. But when I did start kind of paying attention to it again, I was kind of worried about stuff like, you know, Christmas carols and stuff. But I kind of realized that once you've kind of heard them again, you kind of develop new associations with them. Yeah. And that it doesn't kind of have, you don't have to worry about Christmas kind of being this big trigger thing. Yeah, maybe in the beginning you kind of have to be cautious. But you just develop new associations around it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like creating new memories that you can look back and remember that actually you can have fun and you are creating these new associations and memories. Exactly. Mm. What, what do you guys think about, um, you know, there can be this great pressure, especially from certain people, to join, to kind of to have that festive spirit. You know, people who try to, be, are gonna, you know, if you're, if you're unlucky to have to spend time with them, they will try to get you to relapse. Like, what, what suggestions would you, would you give to, for dealing with that kind of pressure? Just respect your recovery. Um, you know, it's, it's too valuable to risk throwing it away to please some idiot who wants to. Yeah. Try and drag you into the festive spirit, you know. Yeah, it's um, more their problem than your problem, and just stay away from them. And if you see that they're doing that, then just tell them firmly. Don't be afraid of offending them. You know, something you need to do for yourself. It's yeah. too valuable to throw away the recovery, everything you've worked for, just to be afraid of offending someone like that. Yeah. Well, one thing I I kind of found useful with certain people was to not give an explanation, to just say no. And it kind of seemed like that. They, uh, and I remember, like you know, years ago, I remember, like you know, when I, I stopped during the nineties, he used to give these explanations for why I didn't drink, and it'd be the truth. But it seemed like that when I did that, I was basically inviting people to persuade me otherwise. Yeah. But when you just say no, you know, because most people would just say no, I, I'm not interested. But it's kind of like you know, when it's almost like when you give an explanation, it's almost like you're apologising for something and you're having to explain yourself. Yeah. Mm. And, and with some people, the word just no. You know, I think some people that they, they find it, and I was one of those people. I, I was really yeah. threatened by people not drinking. Mm -hmm. it was, they were kind of you know making me look bad. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I would try to convince them. But someone that just says no and is not going to go any further with the conversation, you can't do that with them. You have to kind of just accept them. Yeah. So is that going to make yeah, sense? Yeah, there's a lot of power in that. Yeah. 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 What, do you, what, do you, what do you guys think then about any more kind of how do you deal with this kind of pressure then to join in? You, you know, Joel made some good points. You got it in Taz? Um, I think that no, if you if you are going to be able to be assertive enough to say no, and if you don't, avoid it. Yeah. As simple as that. Yeah. Make sure you have your boundaries. But if you think you are not ready yet to be that assertive, just avoid. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah, I go back to having that plan. Uh, I think if you know those people are going to be there, it's important that you maybe talk to some sober support if you're serious about your sobriety, right? Yeah. What do you mean by that, man? Um, because I think some people are... Or by by sober support. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, either, you know, hopefully if you're involved in some type of 12-step program or else somebody that, that, as we've talked about, that knows and understands my phone what, them you're, what, you're, um, what you're dealing with. Yeah. Right? Yeah, phone them. But I think it's, it's um, take 10 minutes to, to role play and say, I know that this person is going to do this. Yeah. I know it's going to be tough for me to say no. And here's how to here's how this should. It's often a family member, isn't it? It's yeah. very easy to be a family member that's mm -hmm. kind of doing that. Yeah, don't be afraid to talk about your anxieties about that too. 
yeah, yeah. good point. Um, we've kind of can you kind of so we we did kind of say some we mentioned some activities already, but are there any other kind of safe activities? That people can enjoy this time of year, kind of more, like kind of more. Um, so I was thinking about, like you know, going to kind of things like some people like carols and that kind of stuff. Can you think of any activities that people, sober activities that people may enjoy at this time of year? Uh, popular around where I grew up was going driving around to see the houses that were decorated. Oh yes, there, there yes. were certainly some some neighborhoods that were you know go all out. Where was that, Mike? Uh, just outside of New York City. Oh, oh yes. wow, yes, yes. So, um, yeah, there were neighborhoods that we would go to that were known for, um, you know, blowing out their electricity bill with, with yeah. lights and uh, and decorations and things like that. So I know that was that was always something to enjoy, especially if there's young children around. Brilliant. They always appreciate that. Go and see somewhere lovely that you haven't seen before. You know, go to a tribe out somewhere. Mm-hmm. Wherever in the UK we've got all these national trust houses, which are spectacular. Oh, lovely! I suppose someone do stuff for Christmas, do they? Um, yeah, they're often really decorated. You know, they've got uh, little markets in the grounds and stuff like that. Beautiful. Um, yeah, I think uh, outside of activities like go for a hiking, explore places that you haven't been yet. Invite uh, loved ones to do a picnic with you. Um, continue doing sports. There is so much you can do to fill it up the, the time that you were actually not doing much by just drinking. Yeah. So just think about like even zoos and aquarium, things that you haven't done before. Mm-hmm. Have a look in your city where you're from. Um, what is available? There's, there's probably tons, isn't there? Like yeah. markets and all markets, that. Markets, yeah, yeah. All that kind of stuff that people could enjoy. This time of the year is very alive, so there is lots of things to do. And I think, I mean, with kids, I mean, if, if you kind of have kids, nieces, or, you know, that, that can kind of make it even more special doing things with them, can't it? Yeah. Yeah. One thing that, was just, that just crossed my mind there was in regards to um, kind of possible negative things that just kind of struck me. You, you know... Can people kind of be going too overboard with say with going overboard with food and all of that actually be be a danger to them? You know, people like tend to really kind of eat a lot mm-hmm. over that over that kind of period. A lot of people do. Could that be dangerous for people who are newly newly in recovery? Like you mean binge eating and stuff? yeah, but that kind of binge eating and replacing one thing with another. Yeah, right. But I was thinking in the sense that you know you can just kind of make yourself feel so sick that you think well you know when you feel sick say well. Yeah. You know, this isn't really what I want. Mm. Well, one thing that's really important at Christmas is to just maintain those routines and stuff that have been helping you to stay sober. Oh, okay. You know, um, I would go for a run on Christmas morning and New Year's Day because um, it kind of helps me to just maintain all those things that have been keeping me healthy, you know. And when you're feeling healthy, you don't, it's harder to slip into those kind of bingy spirals and stuff. Yeah. It's still possible, but it's harder. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I I actually remember when I uh, I, I relapsed back in the nineties after two years, and before the night before I relapsed, I drank four pints of Coca Cola, <laughs> 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 oh and I just felt so sick after. I just said like, yeah, I might as well be just be drinking. This yeah. is this is absolute yeah. madness. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, don't do that. Kids. Uh, no, <laughs> I think be mindful about um, yeah. 
Coca-Cola é nosso favorito. Yeah. Yeah. You don't be waking up feeling worse. Yeah, it, definitely. That, that kind of Coca-Cola hangover is nice. Yeah, because that's <laughs> lots of sugar as well, yeah. so it's not good for you. How can people manage stress at this time of year? And you kind of said about going for a run job. Mm. What other things can people do to manage? Because I mean, it can be a very stressful time, can't it, for people? Mm. Yeah. I would say try to maintain your routine as much as you can, um, but especially doing an exercise every day and meditating because it can be stressful, yeah. Yeah, yeah the routine is uh, incredibly important for me. Um, I know that, that when things get stressful, I always feel like it, the routine creates this artificial floor, so to speak, right? Where yeah. it keeps um, maybe an artificial floor and a ceiling in terms of it, I keep level, right? That allows me, that allows the highs from getting too high and the lows from getting too low. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of value in, in, in the routine and the discipline of that. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And understand yourself as well. Because different mm-hmm. people need different amounts of time to themselves. You know, if you're somebody who does need your own space, then make sure you get that. Because it can be easy to think, you know, I've got to, I've got to be there for everybody all the time. But if that puts you at risk, it's not a good idea. And if you get enough time for yourself to recharge, then you'll, the time you do spend with people will be more valuable to them. Absolutely. Um, I suppose a risk so, so for some people like this time of year can really kind of trigger things like remorse. And it can, it can really trigger loneliness if, if they're kind of estranged for their, for their, from their family. What, what can we say to, to people like that? Um, like I was saying before, support networks. There's, um, there's a lot of people who have difficulties with their families and might not be seeing them over Christmas. Um, or even people who do spend the time with their family still might feel lonely. So just um, tap into those support networks. They're incredible. You know, the warmth and love that you can find in 12-step programs and also other things, you know, refuge, refuge recovery, smart recovery, if that's in your area. Um, just tap into that go and chat to people even if you've never tried it before try it now um, fair enough you guys yeah I agree with Joel I think the maybe the other side of that too could be um, you know understanding that this just is part of the process yeah. and I don't know if embracing is the right word but know that um, it's okay to feel lonely um, and acknowledge it but then do seek out the support there mm. to, to talk about it with people uh, and make sure that you're not alone. Um, when you're thinking about the past and being remorseful, you are, you are focusing on the past. So I would suggest try as much as you can to bring yourself back with mindfulness, focus on the present and think about your goals, what you're doing and things that you're looking forward to. That's a good point as well. One last question, guys, and this is kind of a kind of changing the sub- subject slightly. But like for a lot of people at this time of year, there can be great pressure to spend a lot of money, mm. and obviously people may not have that money. Like, so how, what could you kind of suggest for people? How do they get through this? You know, if you know, on a very low budget. Um. Don't drink. <laughs> no, that's going to save our money right, right there. Yeah. yeah. I think if you are with family as well, you can suggest to have secret Santa and mm. uh, with a, a low budget. Uh, it's all about the fun more than the value of the gift. Yeah. Um, in terms of going out uh, back again, there is so many activities that you can do that you don't need to um, spend money. Just be creative and think outside of the box. Yeah. 
Really? That's why you can even make presents and stuff. Make, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I think another thing you can do, we did this in my family one year, was to, um, you know, all kind of pick our own charity and say oh. we're going we're gonna to allot the gift uh, money that we're going to spend on each other to a charity. And you can make that part of the Christmas Day kind of unveiling is this is the charity that I gave to and here's the reasons why. So that was kind of like everyone got to the the, the present was the, the charity was the surprise. Right. right. And so that was the unwrapping of the gift. And then everyone got to learn about certain charities. That's so a that lovely idea. Thing. That's a lovely yeah. idea. Yeah. Unfortunately, after that, my family banned it. They didn't like the idea. You know, right? <laughs> they just wanted to go back to gift giving. I didn't understand it, but wow. anyway, it's an idea. <laughs> so maybe someone else can take up right. that, uh, take up the baton. Yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. I think. Yeah. I don't think it'll work with my son, but <laughs> <laughs> not for the young children. Yeah, yeah young children were excluded from. Oh, that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, guys, this has been great. A- anything else you want to say? doesn't have to be <laughs> obviously kind of wish everyone a, a happy christmas yeah. and, a, and a great new year mm. yes um just everyone have a lovely time um uh, focus on your goal and always remember why we started and where you're going and it gets easier absolutely mm, yeah and don't hesitate to reach out you know sometimes mm. it's easy to tell yourself i don't want to drag people down with my problems but you actually give them the opportunity to help you and um and people really appreciate being valued like that. Um, so yeah, reach out, pick up the phones to people, talk to people, um, because it can be a difficult time of year and you don't need to pretend it's not. But yeah, um, stay safe. Brilliant. Yeah, just uh, uh, Merry Christmas to everyone. <laughs> that's, that's good enough, Matt. <laughs> right. Okay, bye.